just like that, we're back. It's the Midweek Show, Views from Section 400. I'm your host, Matt, with my other host, Brian. Uh, and we're back for another action-packed episode. Brian, how you doing, man? How's your week going? I'm good. I uh, saw a great night of college basketball last night. Riding high, hit all the bets. Good vibes everywhere. Good vibes everywhere. Yeah, I know I've uh, I've been pretty uh, amped up about college basketball. And I was going to start handing out picks, but you've been red hot, man. So uh, I'm not going to take the thunder from you until it seems seems to, uh, to clear up because... Like I said, you've been red hot handing out free picks. Uh, that's kind of just a reminder for everybody to check out our website, Twitter. You know, Brian's been handing out a lot of red hot college basketball picks. Uh, you know, I think you if you're betting $10 on every pick, you're, you're up well over $100, uh, maybe even a little bit more, because I know there was some plus money magic in there as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely something to look out for as Brian continues to say red hot. I know in real time right now, I think he's already already hit the the first. We got uh we got Campbell plus twenty two, and they're down ten with four minutes left. So that's looking good. That's looking good, and I know the other ones are on their way as well. So definitely something to look out for. Like I said, kind of staying on tune with college basketball. Uh, we had some pretty pretty electric matchups last night um, or, or early in the week. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of to kick it off what we had, uh, Michigan state and Duke play and kind of like I, I, I said, I, if you check out our, our Instagram and TikTok, I had a little rant in there about Michigan state being horrible and to fade them all year long, continue to fade them all year long because they're horrible. I don't know why they were number four in the preseason poll. Wouldn't be surprised if we see them get knocked out of the top 25, that might sound a little yeah. harsh. But it's trending that way, especially as we haven't even gotten into conference play yet. So something to look out for there. Uh, Michigan State fade them all year long. Um, but there's not much to say about that. You know, Duke Duke kind of handle business there. But the big one, the golden one, Kansas took on Kentucky. Um, I was all over the plus seven and a half. I am a huge uh, Kentucky guy this year. Um, I think in, in a previous pod, I, I highlighted Kentucky can be 17 or 18 in the preseason poll, and they're a top 10 team, maybe even a top five team. So uh, I don't know what they were looking at there, but they have some electric players on that squad. Um, and it kind of showcased last night because Kansas is really good. And Kentucky led for, I think, most of that game and obviously covered the seven and a half. So some good stuff there. Kentucky's a team to look out for all year long. They're only going to get better because I'm pretty sure they're they're very young team. Uh, mm-hmm. Kansas definitely a little more experience uh, on, on on their end of the court. But, yeah, Kentucky a team to really keep looking out for. Um, I don't know if you'll get some plus money on them at, at all. But last night there was. Obviously, they didn't close it out. But they covered the plus seven and a half. Uh, Brian, do you have any key takeaways? Yeah, I have a couple. Um, you, you touched on Michigan State and how we've been fading them all year. Uh, I gave out JMU plus 17 and a half when they won outright against Michigan State. Yeah, this team is not very good. Tyson Walker cannot carry the load. He's scoring over a third of their points so far this season. Malik Hall kind of showed up in the Champions Classic. But besides those two, this team can't score. And they're also giving up 33-point attempts a game. Most of those are going in because the defense just isn't that good. Uh, Joey Hauser, Sam Hauser, whichever the younger one is, he left last year. He was a big part of that offense. This team is in trouble. I think it's beyond the, just the November Tom Izzo struggles. This team needs to find ways to score, and I don't know where it's going to come from. 
Uh, Duke, yep, like you said, they'll be fine. Very talented team. I love Tyrese Proctor. I love Jeremy Roach. Obviously, Kyle Filipowski is that guy. And, yeah, what we learned about Kansas and Kentucky, both these teams are really good. Um, I said earlier in the season I thought USC had the best backcourt in the country with Boogie Ellis and Isaiah Collier. I think Kentucky took that mantle. Uh, Rob Dillingham, Antonio Reeves, those guys are dogs. In the game against Kansas, I think they went on a 15-0 run by themselves. Dillingham hit like three threes, Reeves hit one. This team's going to be good. It rattled me as an Auburn fan. Um, and then, yeah, of course, Kansas, Hunter Dickinson, another like 20-point, 20-rebound game. Uh, Dewan Harris is averaging seven assists a game. This team's really good. Um, a great Champions Classic. I was so happy watching that. Um, great basketball. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, you know, like you said, I think I, I kind of touched on, you know, uh, Kansas and, uh, you know, their big man Hunter there. Uh, I think I said he's going to be pushing for, you know, a double-double every night. This guy's going to be pushing for a 20-point, 20 20-rebound 20 <laughs> double-double at this rate because uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky's one of the better teams in the country, and and he just looked unstoppable uh, in that matchup. So, yeah, uh, if you can get player props on him, I, I would just hammer overs uh, all season long, and you probably end up doing pretty well. But, yeah, you kind of covered it all. Like, you know, that, uh, that Rob Dillingham guy, he's a real deal. I mean, you know, like you said, that guy could shoot the lights out like lights out um, and he's only going to get better. I mean, I think the kid's like 18. Yep. Um, he's very young, uh, probably going to be a one and done candidate here. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's someone I have circled uh, even, you know, I uh, saw a couple of his highlight tapes in, um, you know, high school and stuff like that, but I really just wanted to touch on him because he is the real deal. And the way he shoots the ball is just lights out. Like you said, he can rip off three, four, five, three pointers in a row. Um, and just kind of take over games by himself, uh, which is always pretty electric to see. So definitely got my eyes on him uh, and, and the Kentucky team because it's a team that, that very well could finish in the top five of the rankings at the end of the year and, and very well could push for a number one uh, seed uh, in the tournament come March. So something to look out for there. Yeah, kind of moving on. Um, like you said, Duke, Duke will be fine. Um, you know, they got guys who uh, who can score and they can lock in on defense. And it's tough to play a Cameron indoor, right? Like there's, uh, you know, teams are going to have to go there and find ways to win, which is not easy to do. So they'll have that home court uh, rocking and rolling, as will a lot of uh, teams in college, but especially a Cameron indoor, very good uh, home, home court advantage for them. But I just want to touch on Villanova a little bit here. They lost the pen. And it was an ugly loss. It was down at the Palestra. Um, my father's Villanova alum, and I, I think I went in there, and he was like, you know, I was like, the Big Five doesn't matter anymore. The Palestra doesn't matter. I don't care about the Palestra. Villanova runs the Big Five. It's, you know, I don't even know why they play at the Palestra. I get it. Philadelphia tradition. A lot of the old heads will come at me on that. It's definitely – you know, uh, something that that holds strong in, in the city of Philadelphia. And it kind of backfired on my face because they lost to Penn, which, by the way, this would never happen under Jay Wright, ever, ever, ever. Uh, a team like that, um, you know, more talented, uh, should be more disciplined. And it didn't show on the court. And I think, you know, they, they just they, they got to move on from Kyle Neptune. He's not the guy to get it done. Uh, he never really was the guy to get it done. Uh, he lost them a couple games last year solely on coaching. Probably going to see it again this year. I just hope someone at Nova, whoever makes the decisions over there, get this guy the hell out of town. Send him back to wherever he came from. I think he's from Fordham. 
have a go back there, dude. Like you're you're just not not ready for this kind of moment. They gotta kind of reevaluate um and get a new guy in there. I'm all for giving coaches a shot. He had a shot. He's not the guy. Move on. Um that's all I'm gonna say there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess send Neptune back to Bikini Bottom. I will say the loss is bad. The loss is bad. It's the second time since 2003 uh, Villanova has lost to Penn. But Penn's good. I'm kind of sad for Penn because I think Princeton's the best team in the Ivy League, and the Ivy League's not getting two bids in March. This kid, Trey Perkins, though, on Penn, dropped 22 on Villanova. He dropped 24 on Bucknell with, like, 16 rebounds earlier this year. Watch out for him. He's going to be a very good player. Penn's going to be fun to watch all year. So as bad as a loss as you probably think it is, I don't think it's the end of the world. Although I do agree Neptune does not look like the guy to lead Villanova back to being a blue blood. Um, and just one more thing before we before we move on from college basketball. So last night we, we talked about Hunter Dickinson, 20 and 20. He got a rebound over a 6'4 freshman kid at Kentucky. And he, he did the too small to him. This Hunter Dickinson's 22 years old. This, this man's a grown man. He's got like four inches on this kid. Four years on this kid, and he hit him with a too small. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you kind of got to read the room there, man. Uh, wrong guy to do the celebration on. I get, you know, when you're in the moment, stuff like that happens. But probably not a great look for him. I mean, look, he lit the world on fire, 20-plus points, 20-plus rebounds, whatever. So no one's going to really talk about that. But, yeah, read the room, man. Uh, you know, go 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 do that on, on Joel Embiid in the NBA. Uh, but – but I, I think I think that was a little bit of a weird move. But hey, they they won the game, so and it was on kind of on his back, as like I said, he, he filled the uh, filled the stat sheet up, you know, very well there. So hey, if you're winning games and you're contributing a lot, I guess you can do whatever you want uh, within reason. So like I said, I, I don't want to I don't want to jump on college basketball too much because then you know I'm already I'm already starting to get a little irritated with that Nova loss. So. Let's kind of move on before it turns into a whole rant. Um, but, yeah, uh, rolling into college football here, we had uh, somewhat of a decent weekend, I guess. I mean, some of the games were okay. Yeah, our Washington future was in trouble there. Uh, you know, I think one of the wide receivers pulled it to Sean Jackson, dropping the ball on the one-yard line before getting in the end zone. That wasn't a great look. And, you know, seemed to struggle there at times with, with you know, moving the ball or, you know, the defense looked a little shaky. You know, I don't want to take anything away from Utah. I mean, I know they're a decent team, but that's a team Washington probably should have should have handled a little better than that. So the future, the future uh, that we handed out was in a little bit of trouble, but it's back on. We're locked back in, still undefeated. Panics is still the Heisman front runner. Everything's looking good, but they do roll into this weekend traveling to Oregon State as road underdogs. They're plus money on the road. Um, I know a lot of people are hammering them this weekend. I I I I don't know how I can hammer them. I'm I, Oregon State offense is atrocious, um, even worse than Utah's offense. So I, their defense is legit, Oregon State. So I will say that, and especially at home, that place is obviously just going to be out of control. Definitely probably the spot to be this weekend if you're a college football fan. Pretty electric uh, atmosphere awaiting up in Oregon State. Um, but, yeah, 
Washington plus money on the road, um, as you know, probably clearly the better team and a team that's that's really in striking distance at getting into the top four. Uh, Brian, you betting on Washington this weekend plus money? Yeah, I think it's a little recency bias by the odds makers over there. Washington's the better team, and they, they've struggled lately. Uh, I still think Michael Penix is banged up. He ha- hasn't looked the same since – I forget. What, it might have been the Oregon game that he got a little bit banged up in. But, yeah, no, they're the better team here. I don't care that they're on the road. I don't care this is the last time these teams are playing the Pac-12. It, it doesn't matter. Washington's going to win the game. They're going to win the college football playoff. I'm not worried. I will say we put that um, TikTok out at noon on Saturday, and we almost had eggs in our face by like 7 o'clock with the way they played against Utah. But, no, I still have faith in the Huskies. I'm a big Huskies guy. That's our team, and I'm going to ride with our team until they lose. So let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I will be hammering them. Um, you going out Saturday night, getting blasted up with your friends, doing whatever you're doing. Hammer the Huskies. They will pay for your bar tab. Plus money. Plus money. Pay for the drinks. Get everything paid for for the weekend. Your guy, Mike Penix, is going to get it done. So that's what I have for there. But but um, I do, I do want to kind of jump into the top four here because I think we have – just kind of open this up for discussion here because I think we have something that interesting could happen, right? So, you know, let's say – Michigan could potentially like beat Ohio state and then Michigan could lose in the championship game or something like that. And then what if Alabama beats Georgia in the sec championship game? Does Florida state undefeated winning the ACC get snubbed? Yeah. The ACC is, is hot garbage, but if that team goes undefeated with Jordan Travis, I think the committee sees Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman, and they're like, we cannot leave this team out of the playoff. They also beat LSU, and that LSU team, the defense is obviously even more hot garbage than the ACC. But that's a big win for them, and they've taken care of business. I don't think you can keep them out. The only way I could see it, I guess, is Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, gets in at four, Washington wins out at three, and then you have the Big Ten, and then Georgia's still in. But Georgia would still be two, and let's say Ohio State wins, they'd be one. And then you still have Texas there, too, if they win right. the Big 12. So, dude, I think we're looking at a potential Florida State getting snubbed. I know you said the committee can't leave them out, but, but like, what do you do there? Yeah. Well, then you have the whole extra thing where if Bama and Texas both have one loss, Texas beat Bama. So do they get in instead of Bama, instead of Florida State? <laughs> it creates it creates a lot of chaos a lot for of the chaos. committee. And that just, you know, proves more why we need this expansion that we're getting next year. But mm-hmm. I think, I'm telling you, if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship and, you know, a, a couple other things play out kind of like we just touched on, does Florida State get snubbed? I don't know. I know Jack is rolling around watching this that he can't defend his Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really not trying to – I know Florida State's been dynamic, but – I think there is a path. Um, I, I don't want to hurt my brain too much thinking about this, but <laughs> there is a path where they get snubbed. 
Right. Yeah. That, that's basically, I guess, the, the question or the answer I was looking for was, you know, does an undefeated Florida State team get snubbed if, if it kind of plays out like that, which I think obviously the big the big kicker is, you know, Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think it opens up the door for just total chaos. Yeah. Um, so that's just like an absolute crazy storyline to think of because, you know, I, I don't know how you can leave Florida State out, but the committee's going to look at it and say, well, these teams are probably better just because of who Florida State said. I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much, but I think that's that's a tremendous discussion. And and if, uh, you know, Alabama knocks off Georgia in that in that SEC title game, chaos, chaos. is all I got. Chaos. <laughs> With uh, with Alabama there, I mean, they're trending in the right direction. So, I mean, what what do you got on Bama? What do you got on Oregon? What do you got on Washington? I mean, we're we're in for an exciting uh, uh, closeout to the season here. Yeah, no, I've been preaching how Alabama has been terrifying me that they're going to sneak in for the last couple of weeks, and they've been getting better since I've had that take. So, I'm really scared now. Um, but we do have the Iron Bowl in Jordan Hare this year. And Peyton Thorne and that Auburn offense has been figuring out, just blew out Arkansas on the road. So maybe, maybe we got something cooking up our sleeve, but I don't have much faith there. Um, yeah, no, Washington, Oregon is going to be an interesting Pac-12 game. I think I'm more interested in that game. Well, obviously, Washington, I'm hoping they can sneak in. But it might be the de facto Heisman championship game with Bo Nix and Michael Penix. I mean... Whoever wins that game, they're very close right now. I think the latest odds, Phoenix is like plus 110 and Bo Nix is plus 190 to win the Heisman. So that game could easily sway a bunch of voters. Um, but, yeah, those are the two big things I'm looking at as we head to the stretch here. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I mean, we're getting to a very exciting uh, closeout of the regular season. And, you know, we still have Ohio State-Michigan, which will be will be a pretty crazy game. But I know you're pretty high on Michigan, man. I, they, they got a lot of uh, – they got a lot of, uh, you know, off off the field issues going on. They look pretty legit. Yeah, they just won a game without throwing the ball in the whole second half. <laughs> That's it's really hard to do in the year 2023. I mean, Penn State's offense was pretty tragic in that one. But at the, J.J. McCarthy threw the ball eight times, and they put up 24 points, won that game handedly. So that defense is legit. That running game is legit. And we know J.J. McCarthy can throw the ball when he has to. This right. team's really good, and I think they're more talented than Ohio State in a one-game, basically, championship. The Big Ten East or Big Ten West, whatever side of the Big Ten they're not in, is horrendous. So that's the Big Ten championship. Anything could happen, but I'm leaning Michigan. Yeah, and that's at the big house, right? They're they're at Michigan for that one? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. So definitely a little slight edge there. And, uh, you know, I know Ohio State's electric, but they're probably a beatable team. Um, uh, you know, as we see, I mean, they, they, they barely skated by Notre Dame, um, you know, uh, pretty much handled Penn state uh, when, when they played them uh, at home. But yeah, I mean, Ohio state on the road at Michigan and we're kind of seeing Michigan, you know, playing pissed off. I mean, they oh, got yeah. a pissed off locker room, pissed off coaches and a pissed off fan base and they're <laughs> fired up. Because our coach is crying after games like Jim Harbaugh died. <laughs> crying. 
hysterically crying on live interviews. I mean, that's just – that's a team you probably don't want to play right now. No. And Ohio State's going to have to walk into that atmosphere and try and win a football game, and it's going to be damn hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a big one circled for next weekend. Um, but we got to get through this weekend first. So, yeah. I mean, are there any other games on the slate this weekend you're kind of looking out for? I know Washington's the big one, but what else you got? Yeah, I- Georgia travels to Tennessee, uh, take on Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville. Tennessee, a decent team, obviously lost uh, Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt and a lot of their weapons from last year. But they're they're ranked. They're a good team. The fans are going to be fired up for this one. So, I mean, maybe something there. But Brock Bowers is somehow back from injury. I don't know. He's on the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that was. Um, But, yeah, so Georgia looks – Fully healthy, fully ready to go. I don't see them losing this game, but who knows? Well, rushing uh, Brock back from injury and, you know, maybe maybe he is fine. He's, you know, either healed quicker or, you know, they overassess the injury or whatever the case may be. But maybe that shows that the coaching staff uh, is a little worried about this game. That they're, uh, you know, a little – I don't want to say worried, I guess, but like – you know, go, going up to Tennessee, like you said, that atmosphere will be rocking. Tennessee's going to want to win that game. Um, maybe the coaching staff's like, you know, guys, we, we got to have our guy back. So do they rush him back too early and he, and he re-injures it or re-aggravates it? I don't know. But something to look out for there, uh, you know, the coaching staff clearly wants him back out on the field in a, in a tough, you know, on-the-road SEC game. Like you said, Tennessee's not a horrible team. I mean, they they are ranked, and that atmosphere will be rocking. So, Georgia's like, we we need our guy back. So, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting stuff to look out for there. Um, and and just as the whole weekend plays out, we'll we'll kind of see where things stand next week, uh, rolling into you know the big the big Ohio State Michigan game. But you know, we'll let this weekend play out. Hopefully, the Huskies can can pull it out and keep our future alive. Um, and we'll kind of roll from there, but kind of switching gears here. I know, I know we just covered a lot uh, on the collegiate side of things, but let's roll it, roll into pro basketball here, man. The NBA, uh, we're, we're, I don't want to say we're in full swing, but we, they kind of accelerated the season by having this in season tournament and creating, you know, a, a little bit more, more chaos and the scheduling is all crazy. Um, which is, you know, Adam Silver figured out, man, but, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, with with the in-season tournament, I'm not saying I love it. I'm not saying I hate it. I think – I mean, I, I guess the courts are cool, a little bit of an eyesore. Um, but, yeah, I mean, dude, some of these games, though, that, like, you know, you, you tune into the fourth quarter, I mean, it's definitely a playoff atmosphere. I mean, guys are going full tilt. I just know even just from watching the Sixers last night, um, you know, that was that was like that was playoff basketball. I mean, they were going full force. You know, the Wells Fargo Center was packed. You know, granted the Sixers lost, but those teams were going all out trying to win. Yeah, no, LeBron James came out with a quote yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Well, Tuesday, you're watching it on Thursday, about you know, just his surprise at how much people his players are caring about this tournament. And, yeah, it is great to watch. We're getting some playoff-level intensity uh, early on in the season. The courts, I won't say they've grown on me, but I've at least been able to get over the fact that they just look like straight out of the Looney Tunes, Space Jam-type courts. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I released an article, you're watching this on Thursday, so it would have been Wednesday, um, just kind of going over the standings of everything. So if you want to get caught up, if you haven't watched much NBA, I know we've talked a lot of college basketball, so maybe you locked in on that. Go ahead, check that out. We put in our predictions, or the, all the standings, everything there. Um, but yeah, just a couple notes about the in-season tournament. Our Thunder, our future bet Thunder, unfortunately don't look like they're going to get to Vegas. Uh, one and two. They've been great this year, uh, seven and four this year, but one and two in the in-season tournament. So that's a little bit disappointing, but we're, we have a future for the real finals. So I'm not too worried yet. Uh, we had a quote before this tournament started saying the Miami Heat would try their hardest. Udonis Haslam would be there with all the high fives. Jimmy Butler's going to want to win something. And they're 2-0. and They're 2-0 and in a really bad group. I think it's East Group B, but they have the Knicks in there, the Hawks in there, the Pistons in there, the Hornets. It's, it's a really bad group. So they're going to go to – well, they'll go to the knockout round, have a chance to go to Vegas. Uh, the Celtics and the Nuggets, pretty much the two teams on top right now. I know the Sixers have a big game against the Celtics tonight, and we'll get into that in a bit because I know you have a lot to say about the Sixers. Um, and, yeah, the two other things that are kind of surprising, the Minnesota Timberwolves have won six games in a row. They're 8-2, and two, and they're a top their play-in tournament group. Anthony, that team, when you think of Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Mike Conley, you do not think of a good defensive team. They're the best defensive team in the league right now. They're giving up 102 points per game. They just held the Warriors to under 100 points last night until Nico Mannion or someone hit a garbage time three. But they're they're really good, which is very surprising. And then the the Little Rockets, where we were hype on the Baby Thunder, the Baby Rockets are really good. They're six and four. They're one and zero in the play-in tournament. So watch out for them, dude. The Rockets. I know they're. I know they're. You know, maybe you know they got a younger team, but. They got Fred Van Vliet. There you go. An experienced point guard in the league who can kind of really be, you know, I don't want to say a father figure, but like a leader figure for that yeah, locker room. The nice little veteran piece there. Right. A veteran piece who 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 can get the job done and hit big shots and and you know, get the guys to play defense and and you know, fire them up, clap in their face. And and a guy who, you know. Uh, and I don't know how he is, you know, in, in that type of role. He, he doesn't strike me as a big, like, in-your-face kind of guy. But, you know, somebody who's just like that leader figure that the young guys can kind of rally around, right? Because you see a lot of these younger teams, and they never have that rallying force where it's like, yeah, they might be decent, but they can't either close out games or they just, you know, like I said, they have they have no one to really look up to. So they got Fred Van Vliet, who, who can kind of be that, that leader role for him. And then they also got Dylan Brooks, who yep. everyone has has their opinions on him, but he's a guy who who you know can can pop off and, and rip three four threes in a row, and you know drop twenty four points or twenty five points. He won't do it consistently, but he's somebody who can pop off and do it, and and he'll come out and give and give you that stingy defense. So kind of two leader roles there, who who these young guys can look up for and, and rally around and play good basketball. So I, I like that a lot. I think, I think there's a, uh, you know, something to look out for there. And we also have a little bit of breaking news here. Um, well, first of all, the Campbell fighting camels covered, they lost by 16. Second of all, Draymond Green suspended five games for his headlock. Of, yeah. Um, that was crazy. Rudy Gobert in a zero, zero game last night. 
Dude, like, did the game even tip off? <laughs> you got, like, what the hell happened? Got kicked out a minute and a half into the game. Put the guy in a headlock. I mean, that like that was like, I mean, dude, you didn't, you didn't even try and play the game. You just ran right after him. They could have used him too. They lost by like three points. Yeah, I saw some funny stuff. It was like, uh, you know, Draymond doesn't like when Steph doesn't play, so he just he just <laughs> found a way, found a way found a way to get out of there early. Yeah, with um, the new rules, he can't just sit out. He's gotta he's gotta do something. A good point, yeah, man. Uh, the, the new rules, you, you know, the Warriors would have to give give a viable excuse on why he's sitting out. So he took he took that out of everybody's hands. And <laughs> he said, really took initiative. F this, <laughs> F this, I'll do it myself. What's the one meme meme where it's like, fine, I'll do the, it myself. The, the Thanos grabbing the, the Thanos infinity one. <laughs> that's literally just to, to take that meme and put Draymond <laughs> Green's head on it because that's what he said. He said, I'll do it myself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he just kind of totally took himself out of the game, which either way, if you're a fan, no Steph, no Draymond, potentially no Clay. I mean, you just went to that game and now you're watching like a G League Warriors team. Yeah, Nico Mannion took the last shot to try to tie the game. So. And that tells you everything you need to know. Um, you know, we're not in mid-July in the uh, you know NBA Summer League. Uh, this is regular season basketball, and that was ridiculous. Uh, did you have anything else here uh, before I kind of jump in on the Sixers? Yeah, before we get into the Sixers, I have two Sixers pertaining stories. First one, Clippers have lost their last six games. Um, James Harden's been there for four of them. So they're in shambles. Uh, not going to make the knockout round of the in-conference or in-season tournament. They're three and seven. They're kind of rattled for a playoff spot right now at the bottom of the West. And, and then they, my have other no one, ben- they have no bench depth either because no they, the, they traded all of the Sixers. They got PJ Tucker. I mean, they have nothing. So, yeah, and then, uh, then my final one: the Sixers' opponent last night, the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers. I'm kind of regretting not making them our future team because Tyrese Halliburton might be the best player in the league right now. He's averaging 24.7 points, 12 and a half assists. Pacers are seven and four. He just dropped what thirty three and fifteen on the Sixers after dropping twenty four and seventeen the night before. <laughs> this guy's really good. He kind of showed it this summer in uh, the USA Basketball FIBA World Cup. That's why I drafted him first round in our fantasy basketball draft. This, this guy's really good. He's got my vote for MVP at least right now. Um, but yeah, he just dismantled the Sixers, and I'll just hand it off to you. What you saw from that game, what you see from the Sixers? Yeah, I mean. Um... Like you said, Tyrese has been, or, or you know, Tyrese Halliburton's been electric. I had him in fantasy last year. He was really good. I know you got him this year in fantasy. I already tried to trade you for him. Uh, he is an untouchable on, on the yeah. fantasy squad for good reason. Uh, he's been absolutely electric. Uh, but, yeah, rolling into the Sixers, I mean, what, 8-1 and one before last night. Obviously, they dropped the game to the Pacers, so 8-2. and two. You know, n- nothing to, to get all crazy about. You know, I know they're only one and one in the in-season tournament, which who really cares? I know, you know, I know I said it's it's a kind of electric playoff atmosphere, but yeah, I mean, nothing to get crazy about. I think it's weird that we played the Celtics at home last week and now we play them again this week at home. Uh, Adam Silver, what's going on with the scheduling here, man? Figure it I, out, Adam. I, I can't seem to figure it out, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an issue with the Sixers yet, but here is where I have, I, I don't even know if it's an issue, but it's like, we get rid of James Harden. We think we're in the clear with drama, 
headlines, all the nonsense. And what happens over the weekend? Kelly Oubre Jr. gets hit by a car. Crossing the street in Center City, Philadelphia, gets drilled by a car and a hit and run situation. Apparently he had a broken rib. But, but it gets better. Couple days go by, and now the breaking news this afternoon, Brian. I don't know if you saw this. Maybe I don't you think didn't. I did. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Here is some. Just we think we've seen it all. We think you know. Okay, gets hit by the car. Everybody rallies around Kelly. Let's you know get well soon, and we'll get him back. I don't even know how to address this. Story pops up. Police have stated. They have seen no footage or evidence of Kelly Oubre getting hit by the vehicle. There's no evidence. There's no traffic cam videos. They're watching videos from him, him crossing, crossing the street. There's no evidence there. The guy just was never crossing the street. It says here, I have a quote says police have stated the surveillance footage reviewed to date from the reported hit and run does not show any indication of an incident happening where Uber said he was struck on Saturday night. So he said he got hit. We had this whole thing that he got smoked by a car. There's no evidence it happened. Nothing. Zero. But the guy has a broken rib. So I know Nick Nurse before before the game, and, and he kind of, you know, they, they're still investigating the situation. So they don't know what's going on. But Kelly Uber, what the hell's going on, man? Did you get hit by the car or not? I mean, it's 2023, man. There's cameras everywhere. They're they're gonna know if you got smoked by the car. And there's been no no witnesses saying that it happened. Like I said, they have cams on that intersection. It was a busy intersection in Center City. No video footage, you know, from the time he said he got hit, nothing there. So I know Nick Nurse came out and kind of said like. He didn't really know what to say, but I think when he was asked about it, he kind of was just like, if Kelly said he got hit by the car, that's what happened, and, and we're looking into it. So I think I think the biggest, you know, and Uber has been a pretty pretty electric addition for the Sixers this year, um, you know, shooting the three well, playing solid defense, and just really being a nice glue fit in piece for the team. If it comes out that he didn't get hit by the car, and I'll and I'll ask you this, Brian. Does Kelly Oubre get cut? I'm still stuck on how you break a rib if you didn't get hit by a car. Like I, I mean, I'm a Mets fan. I've dealt with my fair share of just random ass injuries. Francisco Lindor broke his pinky by slamming it into a door in a hotel room the other year. But like a rib, a broken rib, that's a big blow to your body. So what the hell was he doing if he wasn't hit by a car? It, <laughs> How does he – why do you make that up? What Like, what happened? Was it had he, to was be he, something pretty bad. Like, was he at a bar and, and somebody punched him in the rib? Like, I mean, I feel like that would just be like, hey, he got in an altercation at a bar and he, you know, and he got injured. But, like, said he got hit by a car and now it's coming out that that didn't happen? And, again, they're still investigating. I don't want to, you know, stir the rumors up even more. But, like, you know, this is being covered by some major media outlets – that, you know, and the Philadelphia police have, have said this. They've released this. This isn't me making something. They said 
there's no evidence indicating that he got hit by a car. It's 2023. They got cameras. They they probably can, you know, time up to when he said he was crossing the street. There's no evidence of it. There's no evidence of him getting hit by the car. So that is so bizarre. It's wild, man. But it, but he has the broken rib. They say. I mean, they they know he has the broken rib because he was at the Sixers facility, um, you know, doing some some light cardio work, kind of just testing out the rib, seeing how it's feeling. Then they said he'll be reevaluated on Friday. But then news broke today that, you know, the police can't find any evidence. They don't know what car or what person to look for because there is no no car person to look for. So just a wild, wild, I said, James Harden leaves. I think all the drama is over. And, you know, how shitty for Ubre, Like, dude, they had this whole, like, you know, Tyrese Maxey, that's my dog. Like, you know, I love him. I hope he's doing well. Fans are fans are bringing get well soon, Kelly, posters to the game. And you just faked getting hit by a car? Well, it's a broken – like, I, I just don't understand how you break a rib if it's not getting hit by a car. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh that was that broke late this afternoon. Um, that they were not able to find any evidence on him getting hit by the car. So, do you think Kelly Oubre is on the Sixers in two weeks? Yes or no? That's a tough question. I'm gonna say yes. You're gonna say yes. I mean, because it's the way it's trending is that he didn't get hit by the car. If you're the Sixers. Do you cut the guy for 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 doing this? But he's been such an electric piece for them. I don't know how you can do it. So I'll go and say yes. I think he'll still be on the team. But wow! And even if you're if you're Ubre, that's a tough locker room to walk back into. Mm-hmm. If it if it completely comes out that like he he totally you know either faked a hit and run or you know that just completely didn't happen. Can't catch a break. Can't catch a break with the Sixers. <laughs> This is kind of like your um your Eagles rant after they didn't trade for a running back and they had one loss on the season. The Sixers are eight and two. You can't be you can't be that upset. I know this is a bizarro land situation here. At the end of the day, though, they can put him on a unrelated basketball injury list. Probably not pay him. Sign a free agent. They'll be fine. I think they will be fine. I just think it's more that, and I'm not I'm not going there. With the whole, you know, the Eagles thing was crazy, and I still do think that could cost them down the road. Instead of my piece on that, I'm not getting into that. But yeah, Kelly Oubre, man, what the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? Figure it out. Did you did you get hit by the car or not? Yeah. So that kind of covers the NBA. Wild headlines out of the city of Philadelphia. Wild headlines. Just for whatever reason, they feel the need to just continue causing scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know we drop our NFL pod on Sundays, but any takeaways from last weekend? I know we had a had a pretty crazy slate. Yeah, I'll keep it short, um, just because you know we want we the NFL pod is an hour long podcast. We go over every game, give our analysis, our best bets. Tune in if you're not tuning in every week. We, we're hot on the bets. We're giving you good reads on the games. Like it, it's worth it. We're I promise you, we're more entertaining than whatever ESPN's throwing on your TV. Um, the Cleveland Browns looked very good. Uh, obviously that big comeback win against the Ravens, unfortunately for them, Deshaun Watson out for the year. So that AFC North, that was already 
a mess of just good teams up for grabs now. Uh, we got a big game tomorrow of a round table coming out the day you're watching this um, with the Bengals and the Ravens. So we'll see how that goes. But other two takeaways, yeah, Josh Dobbs and C.J. Stroud are carrying this league. The NFL probably has been bad this year. Those two guys have been electric, a lot of fun to watch, and really the reason I'm watching on Sunday. Houston Texans plus 6,000 to win the Super Bowl. I don't know what C.J. Stroud's MVP odds. He might even be plus 6,000 for the MVP odds. He's probably dropping. He, <laughs> he's flying up the boards. He has ridiculous stats. He's thrown for a lot of yards. Um He's, he's thrown for a lot of touchdowns, and I think he's keeping the interception numbers down, uh, which is, you know, something that is always taken into consideration. But, yeah, I mean, C.J. Stroud keeps keeps looking electric. Josh Dobbs kind of found a new home in Minnesota and really just rolling with it. And, uh, I started him in fantasy last week, electric, um, you know, won my game on, on his back. So that's always good to see. Probably not going to start him over Patrick Mahomes. But we'll see what happens. Um, nah, that's craziness. I can't do that. But, yeah, I mean, Dobbs looks good, like you said. Shroud looks good. Um, you know, the Eagles and the Chiefs are on a bye. But coming up, and I won't get into it too much, is we got Burns Chiefs this Monday night. Super Bowl rematch uh, in Kansas City. That should just be, you know, probably the game of the weekend, right? Yeah, I, I can't wait for that one. I can't wait for the anti-Birds parlay on that one. Uh, you did mention your fantasy quarterbacks. This is just kind of a wild stat. So Patrick Mahomes and Josh Dobbs have the two highest uh, scramble yards after expected this year. Patrick Mahomes is at 52. Can you tell me how many Josh Dobbs has? 56. 134. Holy shit. This guy is just scrambling everywhere. But he's getting it done. Yeah. He's not only straight, he's getting it done. So that's that's insane, man. And, uh, yeah, I know you kind of touched on Deshaun being done for the year. Um, and I really just kind of want to piece in. I know Jack's this big Jaguars fan. But, Jack, you do the NFL power rankings. Can we please get the Jaguars out of the top ten? They just got exposed at home by the 49ers. Exposed at home by the Niners. Trevor Lawrence is not that guy. I, I mean, I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. He's been – horrible horrible this year um i i think they 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 need to find a new quarterback down there and uh yeah i mean they're just i i guess they have some decent players but like dude they just went out that was like a real test for them right like niners are, are super bowl contenders you want to put um you know they're not uh, jack i'm pretty sure you had the jaguars above the niners in the power rankings as well which which is wild he did um <laughs> So uh, I'm just saying, man, I, I get it. You're biased, but like, let's cool out on the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, that game was in Jacksonville too. So big test, but they at least had it at home. And yeah, that was not, not a good look for them. I will say their schedule for the rest of the season is very favorable. So as much as I want to say CJ Stroud's going to take over that division, it is going to be close just because the Jaguars don't really play anybody. Um, I hope CJ Stroud takes it over. I'm sorry, Jack. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of ricochet shots in this in this pod. But yeah, no, um, big Texans podcast besides Jack here. Uh, we love CJ Stroud. We're big, big yeah. Stroud boys. I think it's more just, you know, we, we love CJ Stroud. And Stroud's been that guy this year. And I think, you know, the Texans are only like one game back right now. 
Mm-hmm. And the Texans went into Cincinnati and won a football game. And, you know, the Jaguars had a big test this weekend or this past weekend to say, like, hey, look, you know, yeah, sure, we have a decent record. We have a solid squad. But if they went out and won that game, then sure, I'll say, all right, they solidified themselves as kind of, you know, contenderish or or a team that can make noise in the playoffs. I mean, that, it wasn't even close. Nope. Like, it wasn't even close. I think Lawrence had, like, two fantasy points. Um, it, they were just bad. Uh, and, and I get it. The Niners were coming off, uh, I think, some losses, a string of losses. But, that, I mean, that wasn't even close. Yeah. A quick quick uh, shout-out to John Lynch um, and Chase Young. Uh, that move looks like a good one. They, him and Nick Bosa on the ends really just fucked Trevor Lawrence's day up. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of disruption on that D line, which uh, which is not good for the Eagles because you know birds are obviously top of the NFC, but you know uh, having to play the Niners in the playoffs will definitely you know be be a crazy crazy game. But I, I think that uh, that that kind of wraps us up here for the midweek show. I know we covered a lot of stuff. Uh, make sure you just kind of keep tuning into our website, TikTok, Instagram. Twitter poll uh, question of the day comes out every day. Um, So it's always just something to get interactive with and, uh, you know, kind of jump in and leave your comments on, uh, on anything uh, pertaining to the question. We try and switch it up. You know, it's not always dominated by, uh, by sports. It's mainly sports, but, you know, we try and switch it up and get, get some other, other big stuff in there. But, um, but yeah, other than that, I don't have much left. Uh, I will catch you all in in the NFL pod. Uh, and keep you know showing your support if you can like support uh like subscribe do whatever you got to do uh to keep helping us uh you know grow this thing because we we like the feedback we we like to have uh you know some good fun in our comments so uh yeah just keep keep following along as the season rolls on here uh and as our journey rolls along so i i got nothing left brian take it away man otani declined the qualifying offer steve go get him steve boom